Hey, good morning, guys. Um, yeah, it's, it's such an honor to be here. I'm really grateful. As you just heard from Brooks, I, I actually came to Christ while I was a, a college student, a university student. And I don't know if it's like, um, you know, a baby bird gets imprinted with what they see immediately. I mean, the context that I came to know Jesus at was a, a university context, a college student context. And so I just feel like that's always been, I don't know, this gravitational pull or whatever in my soul to just be around college students. And, and I realize, man, you guys, when I was your age, had, had Jesus not intersected my life at that moment, um, I can't imagine, obviously, even in my mortal life, where I would have been, what I would have become, but certainly for eternity. And so th- this is just a huge time of life for you guys to to come to these crossroads, and even though this is, you know, a Christian college, so I trust most of you at least have, have come to know Jesus already, still these are such formative days for you guys. You're, you're taking steps in these moments, these days, they're going to absolutely shape the rest of your, of your life. I've got this, um, this journal that I carry around a bit, and one of my favorite old dead guys is this... Uh, Dude, Herman Bavink, and uh, I've got a quote of his on here. Everything that we value in this life is inseparably connected with the future. I want to say that one more time. Everything we value in this life is inseparably connected with the future. And I think what he's saying is, is, man, be, be careful what you're fascinated with in this life, right? Be careful what you prize, what you value, it matters for eternity. And so, man, I'm just thankful to be able to intersect your lives for like, you know, 20 minutes in this moment. And I was really thinking, honestly, I was like, wow, if I've got one little moment to bust into Emmaus and back out again, what would I want to contribute? I, I, you guys hear Bible and have your Bibles open often. What's something that I feel like could be really helpful to you guys? And as I thought about that, it's actually a life lesson that God brought to me, I think, early on and has reinforced over and over again. In fact, just recently, um, he has again. It's the idea of a listening heart. So the, the, the text of Scripture that we just read together from 1 Kings is a great example of this, man, deeply anchored truth that the Bible brings. In fact, once you discover it, I think you're going to see it as one of those biblical themes that's going to go Genesis to Revelation. It's this idea of having a listening heart. So in the ESV, uh, it was translated a couple different times in that context because it's tough to nail down in English. I think in the ESV, it was like an understanding mind at one point, uh, an understanding heart, a listening heart. The translators kind of try to wrap English around this idea, but actually it's the Hebrew word that maybe you're familiar with, it's the word Shema. Do you know what the Shema is? How many of you guys know what the Shema is? Okay, so the Shema comes out of Deuteronomy 6, verse 4. So if you were a Jewish person, every time you would go to synagogue, this would be one of the things that you would restate every single time you gather. It's the Shema. Hero Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. The word Shema is just the first word of that sentence. Hear, listen. And that word is actually the word that's used now in 1 Kings 3, where Solomon, all of a sudden, up against this unbelievable task of leading this 
huge array of people, right? God's people, God's covenant people, and now here he is thrust into the limelight to lead this thing, and he's looking around, and he's just feeling like, I am so inadequate. There, there is no way that I am prepared to take this on, right? He calls himself a little child. Lord, you have thrown this upon me. This is now my stewardship, my responsibility, but I am so unprepared for this moment. So here's what I need. I need a Shema heart, a listening heart, a heart that's going to be tuned in to listen. Now you think about it, guys. If you were tasked with all of a sudden leading this incredible nation, one that had been through just a tumultuous time even to get him to the throne, what would you be wanting? Would you be asking for courage? You know, like even the things that, that God says, oh, you didn't ask for the life of all your enemies or for great riches or for, you know, like think of the things that would go through your mind of what you would want. You know, God, if God said to you right now, guys, think about this. If you're walking back across campus and all of a sudden God appears and says, hey, what do you want? I'll give you anything you want. Like play the little mind game with yourself. What would you ask for, you know? But in true humility and in a beautiful expression of, um, you know, childlike faith, said, I need a listening heart. I need to learn how to listen well. <laughs> so the way that that's going to play out in Solomon's life, you guys, is, is um, primarily he needs to learn to listen to God, right? Take your cues from God. This is God's people. He's got certain ways that he wants. But he's also going to need to learn to listen to one another, which is why, and we're going to spend a, a little bit of time in the book of Proverbs, because you're going to see him, the guy that wrote Proverbs, weave this story of Shema into tons of the wisdom that he wants to pass on to the next generation and the next generation. This idea of listening horizontally as well as, as vertically. I just want to say this, though, and then, and then I want to take a look at a few of these Proverbs together. Guys, um, maybe the reason I even wanted to talk to you about this today, um, it is not intuitive for us to be good listeners. It's not natural for us to be good listeners. Like, I don't know if you've already tuned out because you're thinking, listening, okay, wah, 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 or whatever, and so you've already stopped listening, right? If that's true, I want to call you to attention because what I'm telling you is, chronically, we are terrible listeners. The reason that the Bible has to make so much out of this is because at the heart of us, down deep inside, we're terrible listeners. And guys, you don't have to go deep into the Bible to start discovering this. So uh, at, at Veritas and Veritas Dubuque, um, we're going through the book of Genesis. You guys, this is on the opening pages. In Genesis 2, God gives a clear command to Adam. Hey, I'm giving you thousands of trees. Yes, I do love trees. I will look at your trees. I love trees. But so the most incredible trees, and not only are they beautiful, they're also sustaining. They've got fruit that's going to sustain them. So uh, unbelievable. Right? Oh, there's one. Of all those thousands, there's one tree, I'm telling you. Don't eat from that tree. You can have every other tree and anything those trees, but you can't have one, right? So one clear word. This was not in the midst of a whole bunch of other rules and regulations. One, okay, right? You flip the page to Genesis 3, and all of a sudden you've got, you know, now obviously Adam had passed the word on to Eve, you know, who like a paragraph later uh, comes to him. So I'm sure that he communicated that. So all of a sudden you've got Eve listening to the serpent, and then you've got Adam listening to 
Eve, right? And so as this whole thing starts falling apart, one of the things that God says, in fact, the first occurrence of this word in our Bibles is right there where he says, well, actually, Adam, this is on you because you listened to your wife instead of listening to me. Now, it's also on her that she listened to the serpent, right? But, but at the end of the day, when he looks at Adam, he says, you had your ear tuned to the wrong voice. I spoke to you clearly, and you didn't listen. Right? Here's what I'm saying. Guys, we have been bad listeners since Genesis 3. <laughs> like, that, that's how deep it goes into us, is that this has been passed on in our bloodline, so we need to be called to attention of how important this is that we actually become good listeners. Okay, so if, if you've uh, got your Bible, I want you to go with me to the book of Proverbs because um, I'm going to skip tons of good stuff. In fact, right away in chapter one, he's going to start this theme by saying, listen, my son, to your father's instruction. Listen to your mother's teaching. They'll be like garland around you. So I- I'm skipping tons of occurrences of this idea of listening that I think you'll start discovering if, if you start looking for it. But I want to point out a handful, and this is like low-hanging fruit. I am just grabbing some of the most kind of easily spotted ones. But if you go to Proverbs 15 with me and go down to verse 22, here's what I want to start with. We have to tune our ears to listen to people who are smarter and wiser than we are. So verse 22, plans fail when there is no counsel, but with many advisors, they succeed. Um, oh, I'm just imploring you as, as younger adults. Um, it's so easy to be filled with aspiration for some new venture or some new path that you want to be on. And it really might be God that's laying it on your heart to do something. And, and all of a sudden you're discovering this, this new thing that you're going to go after. Guys, there are people that have been on this planet longer than you have who have made mistakes that you've not yet made and want to help you to not make those same ones and not skin your knee in the same way they skin their knee kind of a thing, you know, as they're on this journey of life. Seek right now good, wise, and usually older counsel for any of especially the most consequential decisions you have. Because when we start trusting our own barometer, our own hearts and souls, guys, we can talk ourselves into the most ridiculous things, right? Whether it's relationships, vocation, school to go, whatever. We can start telling ourselves a story and repeat it back to ourselves enough. And even if we've just got a bunch of, you know, friends in our lives that we can convince them just as easily and kind of mold their thinking, all of a sudden we can go down a reckless path. Verses like this, like plans fail when there's no counsel. Find good counsel. Seek to submit yourself constantly, and I'm telling you, I'm, I'm going on 60, I'm almost 60 years old, I am still having to say, okay, God, seems like something you'd have me to do. Wait, I better ask around, right? I better, I better seek some more counsel. This, this might seem like, oh, man, uh, Christianity 101, like so basic. I am telling you, we violate this one. Don't be so headstrong that you just charge off on your own. Listen to people who are wiser than you. And let me just say this. Believe that there are people wiser than you, <laughs> right? It starts with that. Really believe that because it's true, right? I, you know, I, I've got way too much years in college that any mortal should. And it's not even because I love college. I just kept wanting to teach other people. Anyway, spent way too much 
time in college um, and university and stuff. Um, I can't even tell you how many times I would walk into a room. This is all the way through my PhD seminar stuff. I would walk into a room, and I'd think, I'm the dumbest guy in the room. And you know what? I actually was most of the time. <laughs> like, I'm, I, that's not even like some kind of false modesty. I'm saying I would walk in and realize I objectively am the dumbest one in the room. I have to listen to others, right? Because it's, it's not going to come to my, I, 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 I'm dependent on other people. Own that. Okay, second one. Same, same chapter, verse, chapter 15. Go down to verse 28. The mind of the righteous person thinks before answering, but the mouth of the wicked blurts out evil things. I, I'm, I'm reading out of the CSB, by the way, the Christian Standard Bible, CSB. I love the way it translates. The wicked blurts out evil things. Guys, listen before you speak. Listen before you speak. Um, if we could all just learn to like count to three, even, you don't have to go to ten. I'm saying even to three before answering somebody that's asking for wisdom. I, I learned this once. Uh, I, I was part of a staff team when I was living in Los Angeles going to school, and um, I was a blurter, okay? I blurted out. You want my opinion? You know, I'm blurting every opportunity. I'm just saying. I thought I had the, you know, something to, to contribute. And God, I came to this verse. God really arrested my attention, and I got... And I got in the very next meeting. That was like that morning. Read that. I'm like, oh, man. God. It was like the spirit just, you know, nailed me. Okay, I'm going to learn to listen before. And uh, I got into this meeting, and we had this big drama going on. This speaker we had brought in was speaking heresy. <laughs> anyway, pretty big deal. And everyone's like, oh, what are we going to do? You know, and, and, I, and I just sat. I thought I knew exactly what. To, nope, I'm not. And I just sat there silent. And all of a sudden, the guy leading the meeting goes, hey, Jeff, what do you think we should do? And I was like. Oh my word! You have you you can wait and they'll actually ask you. I've I've never had that moment because I you know what I mean like. And I'd actually been at that point obeying the Bible, right? Imagine that, listening to everybody, and I was able to kind of amalgamate the rest of the wisdom and and what I had to offer is exactly what we did, and I still remember the shock and awe in my soul, like. Oh man, when you actually listen first and absorb it. Maybe what you contribute will be of value, you know, to other people. Just listen before you speak. Don't be a blurter, you know. <laughs> it's a great word. Anyway, uh, okay, we're running out of time. So let's look at a couple more. Go to chapter 18 with me and verse 17. Proverbs 18, 17. The first to state his case seems right until another comes and cross-examines him. Guys, be people that listen to both sides. Um, listen to both sides. I, I can't even tell you now at this age how many times I've heard one, maybe a friendship argument, a marital conflict, whatever, and I'll hear one side and just be absolutely convinced, ironclad, I know exactly what's going on. It's time to go after that other rat and just take him out, you know, whatever. And then you sit down with the other party and you're like, are we talking about the same situation? Is this even possible? Somewhere in between there is probably the truth, and it's probably not midway. There's probably one that's more wrong than the other. But, guys, don't just jump onto a bandwagon. Don't, don't just hear about a dispute and just land, right? You guys, I'm sure, see that all the time within friend groups and stuff. Guys, just be the, one, just be the friend that says, man, I, I do believe you. I do hear what you're saying. I feel like I need to hear the other side also. 
I, you know what I mean? Just be that person. Be that peacemaker that knows how to bring people together by not just charging on and, and hearing one person and deciding that they're right. Okay, go back to chapter uh, 15 with me. And uh, there's, there's another one here. Verse 31, Proverbs 15, 31. The one who listens to life-giving rebukes will be at home among the wise. The one who listens to life-giving rebukes, listen to correction. This might be the hardest one. Listen to correction. I get it, you guys. I'm in the same place. My first thought is to be defensive, right? Again, it goes all the way back to our great-great-great-grandparents in the garden, like, no, the serpent made me do it. No, she made me do it. He made me, right? It's every, you, you always want to just, no. As soon as correction comes your way, even if it's not spot on, even if it's not laser pointed at wrong, maybe that's not quite right, there's something in there that I think you're going to need to learn and be corrected by. Just be one that listens, right? Instead of immediately preparing your defense, right? Absorb and listen to what's coming at you and... Uh, Man, God's, God's going to bless that listening heart. This is, again, a lot more horizontal. Go, go to chapter 18 one more time. Um, chapter 18, Proverbs 18, verse 2. A fool does not delight in understanding, there's our word, but only wants to show off his opinions. A fool does not delight in understanding, but only wants to show off his opinions. Guys, God did this again just a couple weeks ago in my life. I've, I'm building this little thing in my backyard, and I've got this carpenter that's become a good friend. He's not a believer, and uh, it's just been a delight to work with him and talk with him about Christ and stuff. But uh, a, So a couple weeks ago, he's, he's building this thing, and I I'm, and I'm, had to help him a lot longer than I probably should have because I was supposed to be preparing for a sermon that day, and I didn't. So at the end of the day, I go, man, John, I've been helping you out a lot. You're going to have to help me out, man. you got to help me prepare my, my sermon because I helped you. You helped me. You know, and he's laughing. I'm like, no, I'm serious. You have to, you know. So anyway, so we had this, and he took off, you know. So that night, he, he starts this text thread with me. Uh, in fact, I've got text right now on my phone from John, but uh, that's not the one I'm going to read. But here, here's what he said. He goes, hey, I want to help you with your sermon. You asked. <laughs> I, I did. I, he goes, listen to this. This is my unbelieving friend. Okay, now he starts off with a compliment. I, I just have to read the whole text to make it in context, so I, I'm not trying to like... Anyway, here's what he said. I'm just going to read. I think your best quality I find is in listening. You do it well. People feel like they're heard. And if people... Um, if more people spent more time listening than speaking, I think their world would be a better place. Being a good listener is good for all. I personally feel more motivated to listen in return. And then listen to this. I bet Jesus was a good listener. Is that unreal? So I got this awesome text thread with him. And the next day I said, John, can, that was fun texting with you. Can we talk about that some more? Because you're absolutely spot on. And when you talk about Jesus listening, hey, have you ever heard the story of the woman at the well? And I just started being able to go on and talk to him about times that Jesus actually absorbed and listened, right? You talk about somebody who shouldn't have to listen to anybody. Jesus, king of the universe, right? He already knows what everybody thinks. But here he is showing us, right? Part of the incarnation is showing us what it looks like to live a, a, a life that would, would please God. Able to talk to him, make this direct line 
to Jesus. You know what? For him, like, the bridge that he made to actually open up that door, listening, right? Here's what happens, guys, even with unbelievers. We so want to tell them and, and get them to the truth and take them, you know, that we're in there and we're just waiting for the magic little moment to do the little Jesus juke, you know, and be like, bam, and just land Jesus on them because they need to hear me, they need to listen to me. I, I'm saying often, if you'd take the time to listen, A, when you got ready to take them to Jesus, it would be way more directed at their personal life rather than just a page out of the four spiritual laws or whatever, right? And I think they'd be in a place to actually listen to you because you've done such a great service of listening to them. And guys, they're image bearers. They're stumbling on a bunch of stuff that's spot on because they're, they're just bearing the image of God. They've actually stumbled on truth along the way to be able to say, dude, that's so right, yeah. Man, let me tell you more. Whatever, right? And so I'm just saying, man, dude, just listen in order to understand. Listen in order to understand. Don't, don't just delight in, in showing off your own opinions. Um, yeah. Very last one, and then I'll be done. But let's go to the book of John, actually. So way into the New Testament. We're going to leave Solomon. And I want you to go to John chapter 10. Because this, this is the big antidote. All, all of those were as Solomon. By the way, do you remember Solomon's first example of listening? Because right after 1 Kings, 1 Kings 3 comes 1 Kings 4. It's brilliant. I got a PhD to be able to land that one on you. Chapter 4 comes after chapter 3. Um, do you remember what happens in 1 Kings 4? He, he's being called right after that incident. Give me an understanding heart. This crazy court case comes in front of him, and it's two what? Prostitutes. One dead child, one alive child. And all he does to figure out this brilliant, they're like, no one's had the wisdom like Solomon. What's he do? Poses a thing and listens to the reply, right? Isn't that crazy? The first act of listening didn't come from a moment of listening to God. It came from listening to even two liars, but because he became a good listener, he was able to find truth even in their mouths. Isn't that crazy? So a lot of the ink that Solomon's going to spill is on this kind of listening, horizontal listening. But here's what I want to say. He also listened and began to tune out too much listening straight to the Father, to God. The reason I'm taking us to John 10 is the most important kind of listening that we need is actually toward God. So look at verse 2. John 10, verse 2. The one who enters by the gate is the shepherd of the sheep. The gatekeeper opens it for him. And I love this. Listen to this. The sheep hear his voice. He calls his own sheep by name and leads them out. And when he has brought all of his own outside, he goes ahead of them. And the sheep follow him because they know his voice. You guys, that is so deeply personal. This is like Psalm 23 actually being lived out in Jesus, calling us by name. It's not just gathering us all kind of corporately together. We are in a flock, a community together, but he knows us by name. And not only is he tuned in to each one of us and can call you by name, we in tune hear his voice. Have you ever been around a lot of sheep? He's like, blah, blah. I mean, they're loud. They're, so, they're cute, but they're loud, you know, and they're blah, 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 
you know. And so just imagine if you're one of those sheep, you got voices coming at you, you know, bleeding of the sheep, you know, all over the place. And all of a sudden, up and above all the rest of all the cacophony of sounds coming from your fellow sheep, right, you hear his voice. You're like, wait a minute. Shh, shh, shh. I want to I wanna hear from Jesus, right? Guys, I know you're in a context where you get your Bibles open a lot in every class. What, guys, I, after I came to Christ up at UNI, I transferred down to Faith Baptist Bible College. And here's what's crazy. I didn't even know that Christians had their own colleges. Like, I was not only blind to the scripture as an unbeliever, I didn't know anything about the whole Christian subculture, right? I got taken to a Christian bookstore one time. I was like, you people have your own bookstores? Where have I been? Your own albums? Well, back then, LPs. You Christian, wow. It's like a whole new world, right? Um, went to this Bible college, right? I found out there's a Bible college on the phone. Yep, the rotary dial phone. Got a hold of this place called Faith Baptist Bible College. The first time I ever stepped foot on campus is with my suitcases. I'm like the most impetuous 18-year-old, 19, whatever I was. Uh, okay, here I am. I want to go to class. You know, I'd been pot smoking like yesterday, it seemed like, and now here I am. But I needed that deep submersion in just Bible, Bible, Bible. I'm so grateful that you people have your own colleges, right? I'm so glad that there are places where you can come. But here's what I'm saying. Sometimes then all of a sudden that Bible can become another textbook or common. Pray, pray, pray that you start hearing Jesus calling you by name. When you open your Bible each day, it's because all of a sudden you're, you're tuning in and, oh, man, Jesus, it's not because I learned something new in class. I hope I am, but, oh, man, you're, you're calling me. You're speaking to me. You're reaching out, and you've called me by name on some things. Let's, let's tune our ears to Jesus, be taught by him, and then let's practice also then turning around and listening to others. I, I think it's going to make a massive difference in your life. I'm so glad for God's truth to retrain my mind and I hope he's able to do the same for you. But I'd love to pray for us. We, let's do this. Will you stand with me? And uh, yeah, let's, let's pray this out. And guys, thank you for your attention. You've been an awesome, you, you're, you're great to teach. So Jesus, um, I guess I just want to start by confessing. And I, I think I speak for all of us in this room that we're not very good at listening, and, but we want to be because we see now from your word how important it is. So would you bring us a transformed mind and heart to think differently, which means we're going to repent of our old ways and, and ask you to change us, transform us, Lord. And I pray more than anything, Lord, that we would find your word to be so personal, so spot on. It's as if you really are dialed into where we're at and you're able to speak with such clarity to our own souls. Help us to listen to you, Jesus. And by that, you're going to guide us and lead us and even help us to speak more clearly to others as we listen to them. So in every way, we're going to be better off by listening to you so help us to do that, God. Thanks for these men and women. And what are you going to do when these guys get unleashed <laughs> into this world? What, a, what an exciting thing to think that 10 years from now, stories will be told of your faithfulness through them as you 
scatter them throughout the world to do your work. Oh, thank you, Jesus, for this moment to hang with them. Uh, give them a blessed day as they go 